0: This is the Milo Beasley Show. This is the Milo Beasley Show. There's only one thing you need to know. This is the Milo Beasley Show. And now, here's your host, Milo Beasley. And welcome to the Milo Beasley Show. Dude, do 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 Episode number 357. I'm super excited for our guest this week. I'm also super excited to get a haircut and a beard cut um i because i can't really it's at this point where it it doesn't matter uh please help me welcome uh my next guest uh mc eval how are you doing
1: i'm great milo that is such a catchy tune you've got introing to this podcast i love it
0: yeah now it's going to be stuck in your head all night uh yeah, yeah. So that's, that's that's the point i like that green light behind you
1: I've got a bunch of uh, colored lights in here, so it's always kind of an interesting environment for me in my studio. That's,
0: that, I mean, that's, uh, that's a great little environment. I'm just uh, I'm pretty pretty plain. I, my, my background changes so often, though, um, just depending on where I have my uh, desk and stuff. But yeah, so uh, I was super excited to, uh, to talk to you. I got a, an email uh, from uh, my guy, MC Lars, and was like, hey, I have a great guest for you. Uh, would you have her on? And I saw your uh, YouTube video and said, absolutely. Uh, so again, thanks for, thanks for coming on. Uh, I'm super excited. So uh, let's talk about uh, this first single that you have um, talking about Bob Barker. I talking mean,
1: about Bob Barker, yeah. <laughs> how,
0: I, mean, I, of course uh, I'm at that age where if I was homeschool from sick, homeschool homesick from school see this is why i'm not this is why i'm not a musician uh i went at 11 o'clock eastern time let's uh price is right came on and uh bob barker was on tv is this i'm guessing was this the is this around like the same for you
1: yeah i had that same experience he was definitely a staple in my young life
0: (laughs) so what what really inspired uh this song
1: Well, I, um, I've been working with MC Lars and he kind of gives me these assignments. And one of the assignments was just to really, you know, kind of talk about someone that I really admired, um, and also kind of turn it into something that was a little bit about my work as well. Um, and talking about Bob Barker is what ended up coming out of that. Um, I just had a lot of fun with really, um, kind of, you know, just honoring him, essentially, with the song.
0: That's great. And then, uh, so uh, you have an album coming out, what is it? Uh, This week, right?
1: Yeah, Friday. It's coming out. uh,
0: Lit Hop Lessons, right?
1: That's correct.
0: Lit Hop Lessons. uh, So uh, Lit Hop uh, is is a take on uh, the classes uh, from MC Lars. How did you first get introduced to MC Lars. How did you, uh, first meet them, talk to him. T- tell me about that process.
1: Sure. I have been a fan of MC Lars for a really long time. And, um, I actually was going to a concert of his in Burnsville, Minnesota, and one of the things he did was he added a songwriting workshop at the beginning of that concert. So before the concert, come and do a songwriting workshop with MC Lars. I thought, well, you know, I'm just a huge fan and I I like writing poetry, so I'm going to check this songwriting workshop out. And what happened is after that songwriting workshop, I ended up writing songs kind of constantly for about six months, Um, but I didn't have any way to make music for those songs. So that started a long, long journey of figuring out, well, how can I make the music to go with these songs? But it really started from that um, songwriting workshop and this inspiration to get your feelings out, get your words out in a way that was about writing songs.
0: Now, what is the, uh, how different is the process? As you said, you wrote poetry. So how different is the process between writing poetry and writing songs?
1: I think it's really similar, uh, for me, I, I was able to sort of translate that, um, In terms of writing poetry, you know, you can write free form or you can take different forms and and adhere to those specifically. So I really just translated all of the verboseness of that into songs and kind of uh, altered it a little bit. But it ended up being really that same kind of vehicle that I use poetry for. And M.C. Lars always likes to say poetry is rap. And I, I really agree with that, too. (laughs)
0: Right. right. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, but you know, who's to say what is, is what, I mean, it's, uh, uh, you know, there's so much art out there right now. And what is cool. I, I, I hate to say cool, but in the times of, uh, the pandemic, I guess it's cool that during this time is when a lot of that really came to the forefront and people were able to express or find a way to express themselves during that time. Is that what, is that what happened with you?
1: That's really when I went I went deep. So I had the opportunity before. So I was writing those songs um, after the workshop with MC Lars, and it was a couple years before the pandemic. And I decided I really need a way to make music for these songs. And I had purchased Ableton, um, but I wasn't getting very far with YouTube videos (laughs) and figuring out how to make music. So I looked for a song. I live in Minneapolis. I looked for um, someone who could teach me. And uh, this place called Slam Academy came up and they were literally two miles from my house and they had a class starting in two weeks. So I, I started at I went to Slam Academy um, and I met the owner there, James Patrick, and I said, I have these songs there, and I really need words for them. Can you help me? <laughs> And he said, yes, start in our Ableton, uh, you know, intro class in two weeks and we'll see where we can go. And I've actually been working with JP for five years. Um, and he really helped me, you know, create the craft around making the beats and, um, so the pandemic, what happened is I had I had reached out to MC Lars right before the pandemic and I had asked him if he could help me really hone my rapping and my craft around hip hop and lit hop. And because I was finally able to make the beats uh, and well, he right. said, yes. And he he thought that would be, you know, yeah, let's work together. Um, and then the pandemic hit within six months, I think, of, of that request. Um, so we had a chance to go really, really deep, virtually meeting, obviously. But um, I kept meeting both virtually with MC Lars and James Patricks. And out of this came this album and a bunch of other songs, too.
0: That's uh, that's great. And um, uh, you do have a synopsis you know you do have some background. you don't have the songs on online but i i do love that you have uh a little bit of factoids if you will behind some of these songs and uh the one that i i'm excited to hear uh a song called love exposed because you talk about uh it was your dream to have a talk show yes Uh, and i (laughs) obviously share uh the same dream uh so uh what is the uh What was the basis behind the dream to, to have a talk show?
1: We, um, when I was in college, we had, I was a theater and English major and we had this place called the pit and we would sit in the pit and smoke our cigarettes And I would always talk to people and interview them. I was, I've always been interested in, in people and their stories. Um, so we came up with Smoking with Jennifer, and that was our talk show. And it was just this joke that was always throughout my college years. Um, but, yeah, I always, I always thought that would be a really, really fun fun thing to do. And, and you... How it's a reality for you so that's really cool
0: <laughs> I mean you know that's the, the goal so I, I mean ironically um, speaking of the pandemic uh, in February of 2020 I quit my job in order to try to have a career as a talk show host and then um, well the pandemic happened and we weren't allowed to be with people Yes. so uh, <laughs> yeah uh so you know again the pandemic sent people down paths that they would have never uh, thought possible uh, so it's uh, uh so that's why I, I enjoy seeing what happened to people on the other side of this and and now you're uh living that dream and I want to talk about uh Minneapolis for a, a moment uh, yeah. I will be there actually uh November 11th through 13th ah uh, for Twin Cities Con up in uh, Minneapolis, but I have to ask: uh, Speaking of of dreams, uh, what is it going to take to get you on the stage there at First Avenue? Is that the is that the the, the big, you know? Uh, I don't want to say short si- I mean, obviously, there's you know th- the dream is to obviously be be national. But what 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 would it be like to be on that stage at First Avenue?
1: I think it would be pretty surreal to be on that stage. Um, Actually, the Minnesota History Museum had a exhibit for a couple of years, um, all kinds of music. And one of the things that was part of that was the First Avenue wall. And you could put your name on the wall. So I've already kind of manifested that vision in my head. And, you know, one day, one day it'll be reality. Um,
0: Have you you been to any shows there at at First Avenue?
1: Oh, tons! Yes, tons and tons. Um, I was actually a member there for a few years as well, so definitely lots of time spent at First Avenue and experience there and in the entry as well, the smaller venue off to the side.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah definitely a favorite place for any Minneapolis artist.
0: So, uh, when you when you were younger, who who were some of your influences?
1: Well that's actually um related to Minneapolis too. I grew up in a small town in South Dakota, Brookings, South Dakota. And it was always my dream to get to Minneapolis um, because that's where all the great music was, I thought anyway. The Replacements, Who's Um, and the whole scene was just like a dream and something I really wanted to be part of. And it was very far away from me. Um, so yeah, it was always kind of out there as this destination. And I finally, after college, just said i'm moving there It's gonna make it happen
0: it's <laughs> fantastic now obviously the big thing going on in the music industry right now is the when we were young uh, uh concert lineup so let's say you were booking your version of when we were young so when you were young let's make that concert line so who's in that who's in that who are you booking
1: who, who
0: is all booking for the when we were young show
1: that's a great question. Um, I guess I probably would have to include Husker Du in the replacements and that for sure. Um, also, uh, the Violent Femmes would be someone that I would include, and um, maybe that would be a good lineup for my show. Yeah, that'd
0: be a that, that would be that'd be a really fun lineup. That'd be. A really I fun. think
1: so. Yeah.
0: Uh, in just a couple of weeks, uh, literally two weeks from right now. Is Halloween? Are you into Halloween?
1: Yes, I'm very into Halloween. It's my are favorite. You,
0: are you? Are you more Halloween or more Christmas?
1: Halloween, for Halloween. sure.
0: Definitely. What's your, what's your favorite? What? Are, what's your? Uh, here we do this thing. Hold on, hold on, one second. We're gonna shortcut this. Hold on, where are we? I should have had this uh, planned. Okay, so uh, thing we like to do on the Milo Music Show is called the Top Five. So I want you to give me your top five Halloween or slash horror films
1: oh my gosh um well that's a hard one actually i'm not that into horror films oh um but oh wow that's tough i would say the jordan peele movies (laughs) definitely so i think there's two of those so those could be number one and two and then um yeah, I don't know. I'm totally unprepared for that question. I'm sorry, Milo.
0: <laughs> so, uh, what do you then? What do you do to celebrate this uh, Halloween time?
1: Uh, well, one of the things I did is I got married on Halloween in an orange gown.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and uh, we um, required our guests. Well, we didn't require them, but requested them to please show up in costume. So we had a costume wedding. It was going to be a Halloween party. Uh, and then we decided, well, you know, let's just get married instead. So we turned it into a Halloween wedding.
0: That is awesome. That is, oh, gosh, that's, <laughs> that's that's a great way to celebrate. That's a great it way was, to tell. It
1: was really fun. It was, and so that now every Halloween is a big celebration. Oh,
0: of course, I would think so. Do you decorate the <laughs> decorate the house? Uh, what do you you uh, put? Yeah, pumpkins everywhere, I suppose.
1: Yeah, we decorate and we um, come up with costumes. We don't necessarily go out every year, but like just definitely like celebrate. And we celebrate all month, so it's like basically October first is Halloween here in our house.
0: That's- <laughs> I like it. I like it. I celebrate all month long too. Don't worry. Don't worry. Excellent. <laughs> uh, so a thing we, I think I want to do now uh, is called the Milo Beasley show frequently asked questions where Ooh. I'm going to ask you the same five questions that I asked to all my guests. So are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So uh, I like this first question for question number one, what was your first concert that you ever attended?
1: It was actually the violent femmes. The, oh. the uh, one of the groups that would be on my list
0: that's fantastic that's a good that's a good (laughs) first concert now was it just them did they have an opening act that you remember
1: i don't even remember the opening act um it was it was after their album the blind leading the naked um so yeah late 80s i think yeah
0: question number two do you believe in ghosts
1: Oh, um, you know, science does not know everything that there is to know. There's definitely energy beyond what we understand. So I, I think so. I've had some some weird experiences. Um, I've had a couple of different experiences of objects dis- disappearing. Mm. And so kind of like, oh, you know, it's like, did the ghost, like someone take that out of this dimension and put it into another dimension? And I couldn't explain where the objects went and they never reappeared. So, so you know, uh, I think it's definitely possible.
0: I'm not sure where I stand on it yet. I still feel, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it, there could be, there could be. Uh, question number three, in a little twist on a common question, in a movie about your life, who would play your parents?
1: Okay. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think... I think I would say Ted Danson for my dad. um, Ted Danson is a national treasure. And uh, I lost my dad many years ago in a car accident and he was a treasure to me. So I think that that would be one. And I also like always, he wasn't a bartender or baseball player or anything like in Cheers, um, Ted Danson's character, but um, he reminded me of him a lot of the times when I was younger. Um, And my mom, I would say hmm Kathy Bates could be good. That's yeah. A good one. She's, yeah, she's really she looks like Kathy Bates and she's also like multi-talented. She you know Kathy Bates can do serious and she can do silly and my mom is like really talented in a lot of different ways. So
0: That's a good I one. I think
1: that's who I would pick.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Question number 4. Uh, who's your favorite person to follow on social media?
1: Oh. Um, you know, right now, I think I'd have to say it's, it's, he's a filmmaker here in Minneapolis. His name is bully creative. Um, and the reason that he's my favorite person to follow is that he's, he's really tuned into sort of what's happening here in Minneapolis. Um, and he's always talking about things that I want to learn about. Um, especially a lot around social justice. And uh, I find I learn a ton from him. And so he's been kind of like a huge source
0: for me lately in the last few years. That's fantastic. I always love uh, when people get, uh, get shout outs to, uh, to people and, and that way uh, the community, whoever's watching this can also uh, go and follow those people as well. And then question number five, uh, throughout your lifetime, if you've uh, ever ran into one of these moments, where you saw a celebrity or somebody uh, and you absolutely fanboyed out, you either couldn't speak or you spoke too much, uh, put your foot in your mouth. Uh, Have have you had any of those moments?
1: I did. I had one with um, uh, Kristen Shaw. So super funny lady. Uh, At the time this happened, she had just been on The Daily Show and she'd been in Flight of the Concords Um, I don't think she had done Last Man on Earth yet. Um, But I saw her in this like tiny little Minneapolis restaurant. She was hanging out with friends and she was on her way to the restroom and I was just standing there and I was like, I just want to say congratulations on all the great things happening for you in your career because I like that's the kind of thing I don't know. And then I started uh, complimenting her on her work in the Tenacious D show and I was like, no she wasn't in that show she was in flight of the concords but i just like got it all twisted in my head because i was so nervous to talk to her um but yeah i just wanted to say you seem awesome and i'm so happy for your success but she was so gracious she was just like you mean flight of the concords (laughs) (laughs) anyway super super sweet and um yeah but i definitely like lost my brain in that
0: moment (laughs) (laughs) know <laughs> uh, and it happens uh, i can't say you know I'm, I'm not gonna say that it hasn't happened to me uh but yeah so uh i, I always think that's a, a fun question so yeah uh, I, I'm, I'm super excited for uh this week so we can we can finally hear uh the the full album uh lit hop lessons so i do have to ask how did you come up with the with the name mc eval
1: I actually came up with that name from um, a long time ago I got a nickname in college um, and the nickname was actually evil evil my name is Jennifer and so the nickname was evil Jennifer Um, and the person who gave me this nickname became a good friend uh, and decided I wasn't evil anymore (laughs) but um, we had kind of a big fight and so I decided I'm taking my name back. And I think the Sonic Youth album, Evil was out at the time and, and different things like that. And I went, I am MC, I'm Evil. And then um, when I decided I needed to make music, I thought, well, that is my nickname. So I'm gonna take that on as my MC name. And so MC Evil was born. That's,
0: that's, a, that's a, a great That's a great, great story just uh taking it for your, taking it for yourself i i, I like it uh, again i i love the story um you could have been out there making banana bread but instead you were out there making music during this uh pandemic or did did you make banana bread as well
1: no nope, no nope. uh, my husband actually is the one who started making all the bread so <laughs> <All> <laughs>
0: bread. Like, just just experimenting with all the bread yes uh, exactly
1: uh, the pandemic the pandemic deep dives right <laughs>
0: right uh and 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 obviously he's been super supportive of of the music career
1: yeah very very supportive
0: how how important is it to have somebody to have a spouse who is uh who who is supportive of you know careers and of the arts whereas (laughs) i you know yeah uh, out there be getting a real job but instead you're making you know like the the arts our real job. And it's important to have some people, you know, with, uh, with, you know, your support system.
1: I think that um, something that is creative can always be super challenging. And so your support network is really, really critical. And something that has been really wonderful in um, our relationship around this creativity is that he's always, he's always committed to me to being honest. So um, I learned early on when I was sharing my early work that it wasn't very good. <laughs> but now I know when he likes something or compliments it or feels like it's really good, I know he means it. It's for real. It's not just, you know, saying it's good because he wants, he thinks that's what I want to hear. So um, after I got through those early days with when everything was kind of rough um, and I, I, I had him listen a little too much. Uh, I, I learned how to share when to share. And now I like, I feel really great about the fact that I went through that because I can fully 1000% trust all the
0: feedback. Absolutely. Now with the, (laughs) the album coming out this week, have you already started on, uh, your work for this, for the next album?
1: I have. Yeah. I've got a bunch of songs that are kind of in the hopper and um, I'm just waiting to put this out and give it a little space. And then I, what I really want to do is just start regularly putting songs out, putting a whole album together. Um, is is so time consuming. You feel like you're not able to like share. And I I really want to be in that space where I'm like, kind of sharing regularly.
0: Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, how hard is it to uh, so how many how many songs are on this album? A traditional is what like ten, right? Nine. I've got
1: nine songs on this one. How hard yep.
0: is it to come up with those? To, you know, because it, it has to be like choosing your your favorite child. Like, how hard is it to come up with those nine songs? The I, those nine. I started from
1: probably like around 90 or 100 so I I kind of whittled it down from all of those like tracks right just like sketches essentially um and so I felt like it was actually pretty easy and I I got my um I got my mentors, MC, Lars, and uh, James Patrick to kind of give me feedback too on what they thought were the best of, of everything. And through that process, it did take, probably took a couple of months to really pick what would be final in the end. Um, but I, that kind of whittling and honing process. And um, I'm glad though that I had that because it, I, I feel really great about what is on that album now.
0: Are you hoping to do some touring on the album?
1: I don't think I'll be doing touring on the album uh, this time. I do still have a day job, so I I need to adhere to that. Um, But I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what comes next.
0: Fantastic. And uh, we do have to mention uh, you know, talking about Bob Barker, getting a ton of views on the YouTube. But you're actually uh, uh, using some of the, the proceeds to raise money for the Humane Society, correct?
1: The Animal Humane Society. Yeah, it's a it's Minnesota specific humane society and um, re- raising, helping raise money, pushing donations their way in order to help house animals here in Minnesota.
0: Yeah, that's that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Uh, so in uh, honor so of wanna... Bob Barker,
1: because, you know, what? because he 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 um, had his spay and neuter pets message at the end of every episode, which is still part of the uh, Price is Right, which is pretty cool.
0: That's fantastic. Uh, you want to give any any last words for those who may be on the fence about, uh, uh, you know, listening, purchasing the album this week?
1: I think that... Um... I would really appreciate you listening. It's um, it's something that I have put together and I've worked really hard on. So I promise it's high quality. Um, and it's also going to be something interesting. Probably you haven't quite heard this before. Um, my, my mentors have both told me this is pretty unique sounding stuff. So um, if you're into unique sounding music, I think you'd really, really enjoy it.
0: Fantastic. Uh, before we go, where can folks find you on the social medias and your website if they want to find more information?
1: Yeah, my website. Thank you for that. My website is mcevolnation.com. dot com, um, and I'm on Twitter and on Instagram, and I also definitely on Spotify, um, and also pushing out to all the, all the um, music sources from DistroKid, and obviously YouTube. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, I thank wish you, you Milo. the world. Uh, and then maybe, uh, maybe we'll run into each other when I'm up in uh, up in the twin cities in a, in a uh, couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. That would be under, cool under a month now. I can't believe it. Uh, so yeah. Uh, again, thank you so much for, for hanging out with me. And thank you all for uh, hanging out with us uh, wherever you're listening or watching. Um, if you haven't already hit that subscribe button, But most importantly, tell your friends. Uh, Thank you. And we will see you all next week. Thank you.